For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. it into Trey. Two seconds one. Trey Slaughter. Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, February 13th, ahead of the ABC matchup versus the Boston Celtics, who are anxious to get after the Atlanta Hawks after how we dismantled them and held them under 100 points a few weeks ago here in Atlanta, but it's a tale of two different teams right now. The Hawks were streaking at that point, and now they are kind of sputtering in the mud right now after getting mollywopped against the San Antonio Spurs on Friday here in Atlanta, and now they travel up to Boston for an ABC matchup ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, which I got the Jamar Chase LSU jersey ready for the Super Bowl. I think the Rams will win, unfortunately. But, you know, I got to cheer for my LSU boys, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call him, and Uno and Jamar Chase. But we're going to briefly talk about that butt whooping we got. My reaction to not making moves from the trade deadline. I know that was a few days ago, but... A lot of people wanted to use the Spurs loss as an opportunity. And I think I'm just going to start this now before I even jump into briefly talking about that terrible game on Friday. The Hawks did not need to make a move. The trade deadline this year was if the Hawks wanted to make a move. And so there's a lot of people mad that they saw other people doing things and the Hawks didn't. That's just FOMO, fear of missing out. We've our fans feel like we missed out on something. And here's the thing. CBA McCollum was traded to the Pelicans. That was off the table. Did you really want to give up Marcus Smart and Bogey for Bogey? Did you really want that trade? Is that the trade that you really wanted? Did you really want John Collins to just go? No. I think the Hawks did what they were supposed to do. I think that they should have waited. See if there was an offer that they could not pass up in the trade deadline. And then if that was the case, make the trade. Obviously, there was no trade out there that made the Hawks just say, hey, you know what? We need to move off of these players and get this guy because it's the guy we need. We didn't have a need at the trade deadline. We had wants. We had desires, potentially. 
And as fans, it's easy to get caught up in the trade deadline, the lore, the specials, the chatter, the rumors, and think, hey, we're going to do something. We're going to make a trade. We're going to do something. We got to do something. We don't have to do anything. And I think Travis Schlink and the Hawks did exactly what they needed to do. They have a core here. Now, the only piece I thought that could have been moved was Gallo. But I said this on Twitter multiple times. I am fine with the Hawks not making a move at the trade deadline. And I think that they're holding out until the summer for free agency and a potential trade in the offseason. I continue to put towns out there to see if it's going to stick somewhere. I'm the first one in the media mentioning that. I want y'all to give my credit if it happens. But I think something like that is what's going to happen and what the Hawks were waiting for this offseason. Because if I pull up the free agent list now for this year, we'll see who is going to be potentially available for the Hawks to go to grab. Now, I know James Harden, in order for him to be traded to Philadelphia, he had to commit long-term to the Philadelphia 76ers. He had to. I mean, there's no way he did not. But, I mean, Zach Levine is an unrestricted free agent. I'm sure that he's going to re-sign with the Chicago Bulls. Outside of that, I mean, some people think Gary Harris. Do you really think Gary Harris is someone that is going to really move the needle for the Hawks? I don't, I don't think so, personally. DeAndre Aiden, I mean, we already have Capella. I mean, why would we make that move? Bagley just got traded. Like, these are the better names in free agency. Boucher, I mean, we that would be a decent pickup. I'm not going to lie. That would be a really decent pickup if we can get him, if Toronto happens to move on from him. But that is a big if at this point. I mean... Don't come to me talking about maybe we should trade for Colin Sexton. I don't think that's the move. I don't think that's the move at all. I mean, this free agent list right now is not the sexiest list out there. So that's why I am of the perception that the Hawks are going to make a trade this offseason with the assets that they have. And they're going to have a little bit more time to really evaluate things the rest, this, the rest of this regular season. Sorry. And make a decision from there. So with that, we're going to briefly talk about the Spurs butt whooping we got after this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. 
so you want a chance at free cash money then again my homies sign up with the promo code hoopball to unlock a 100 percent deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future like i said earlier free band free band all right and we are back and i don't know why but the spurs just love playing in atlanta the last two seasons they have come to atlanta and put up over 125 points in both matchups both matchups both matchups they shot well over 50 percent from the floor on friday night they shot 55.6 percent from the floor and last year in atlanta they shot almost 53 percent from the floor they shot 30 just under 39 percent from three last year and then here in atlanta i mean i don't know what is up with the hawks in three-point defense but it's been a problem off and on all year. And when you allow the other team to shoot 56% from three, you're going to lose. They were hot in that first quarter. I mean, the Spurs scored 43 in the first quarter. And then they kind of returned to normalcy the last three quarters. But the thing was, the Hawks did not win the last three quarters. They won, I mean, they won the last two quarters points-wise, but it was only by a margin of plus two. So you're down... 43 to 29 at the end of the first quarter you get outscored by three in the second and you only go plus one in the third and fourth you're gonna lose you're going to lose the hawks just were just abysmal from the field on i mean they're when you look at the statistics it looks a lot better but they were just abysmal as a team 46 percent just under 46 percent from the floor 32.6 percent from three not gonna cut it they out-rebounded the Spurs, but here's the key. 28 team assist. I love that number, but 37 team assist for the Spurs. The Spurs forced 14 Hawks turnovers. They had 14 turnovers themselves, but big stat, three-point shooting, fast break points. Spurs outscored the Hawks 23-10 to 10 in the fast break category, and that was the difference in the game. The Hawks never led the game on Friday night. It was just an embarrassing display of basketball for Hawks fans to endure. It was just, we were just, we dug ourselves into a hole just like we did with the season. And we put ourselves in a position to just continue to have to claw out of this hole that we have dug for ourselves. I mean, we couldn't stop. Uh, Devin Fassell, um, Atlanta native, had 20 points in his homecoming 9 of 13 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3. DeJounte Murray was a monster. 32 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, 4 steals. His 11th career triple-double. He had a fantastic game on Friday. Poto had 12. He was in trade deadline discussions, but the Spurs ultimately kept him. Johnson for the Spurs, 26 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. 6 of 8 from 3, 6 three-pointers from him. McDermott. 13 points, three three-pointers. And then Primo off the bench at 13 for the Spurs, along with Trey Jones with nine. So they just had a team contribution. They shot well from the floor. They shot well, from, extremely well from three. And then when you look at the Hawks, when you have John Collins, who only scores four points, and now he's going to be out for the next three games with a heat right heel problem, that is a huge concern. DeAndre Hunter had a terrible game. On Friday night, he scored 10 points, 5 of 11 shooting, but minus 41 plus minus the worst 
on a team that is uncharacteristic for him. Capella, for long stretches of the game, was the leading scorer for the Hawks. He had 13 points, 11 rebounds, but still not enough. Trey Young shot poor from the field, 6 of 15 shooting, 2 of 8 from 3. He had 18 points, 11 assists, 1 steal, 4 rebounds, but just was not efficient at all. 5 turnovers on Friday night himself. Herter had 14 points, but not efficient from the floor. He added 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Gallo, 16 points, but 4 of 11 shooting from the floor. 2 of 3 from 3, but he made all 6 of his free throws, which is where he got the majority of his points. On Friday night, he added nine rebounds there. Bogey, bright spot. The brightest spot on the team was Bogey. 23 points. I'm glad we kept him. Like, Marcus Smart helps defensively, but I'm glad we kept Bogey. 23 points off the bench. Had the highest plus minus out of anybody on the team. Added four assists, five rebounds. He was eight of 14 from the floor, five of eight from three. He was the bright spot. DeLon Wright had seven off the bench. TLC had five. Just, But just a bad game. Bad showing from the Hawks. I don't know if it was a a hangover from the trade deadline. Were they really pressed? Did this team really not know where the, they stood as far as individually going forward for the rest of the season? Did that weigh on them? I don't know. But they, Naaman Mellon said they played lethargic. And that's nicely putting it. They played extremely lethargic. And you know what? I'm going to, you know, Tear the page out and move on. We're going to move on to the next game. There's not much to talk about on Friday night. That was embarrassing. You should have won that game. You're the better team. You're at home. You've been playing better. and But they've been struggling a little bit. I mean, they've lost a few games here and there. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10 games. But they've lost to some teams that have really got into them. Not, not a little bit defensively, but teams have just been... Great offensively outside of that Mavericks game where the Mavs were not great offensively, but they did enough at the end to pull away from the Hawks and win on ESPN on last Sunday, a week from today. But you got to play better because here's the thing. When you're looking at the Eastern Conference standings, the Hawks are still at 10, the last playing spot. They are a game and a half behind Charlotte at nine. They are two and a half games back from the Brooklyn Nets at eight and they're five games back from the Boston Celtics who they play today. And the Boston Celtics are on a seven game winning streak. Ironically, when we beat the Celtics last, we won our seventh straight game. They're in the midst of a seven game winning streak. They're nine and one in the last 10 games. One of the hottest teams in the Eastern conference, if not the hottest team in the Eastern conference. And when I look at the standings right now, they are, they have the largest winning streak in the Eastern conference in the largest winning streak in the NBA. So, in the, like I said, the last time we played the Hawks a few weeks ago, the Hawks won 108-92 and really held that Boston Celtics team in check offensively as the Celtics only shot 35% from the floor and 19% from three that game. So, the Hawks really took care of business in Atlanta against the Celtics. They, I mean, Jalen Brown and Tatum did their thing, but they were not efficient from the floor. And I tweeted after we beat the Celtics that this game was going to be very important. The Celtics are going to remember that 108-92 beating that they, that took, they had a few weeks ago, and they're going to play very well 
against the Hawks today. I already predicted that weeks ago. And with them now on a seven-game winning streak, they're hot. They're, they're in a position where the Hawks were. If the Hawks don't bring it, if they don't play with energy and effort on the defensive end, guard the three-point line, they're going to get blown out today. They're going to get blown out before the Super Bowl, and it's going to put a really bad taste in Hawks fans' mouths if we come out lethargic like we did on Friday. I am not pressing the panic button, but this is a, a cause for concern right now. Absolute cause for concern, especially with John Collins out, and John Collins loves playing the Boston Celtics. People are going to have to step up. Trey Young is going to have to have a wonderful game. Herter is going to have to have a good game. Hunter is going to have to have a back, bounce back game. Capella is going to have to dominate in the post. Bogey off the bench. Gallo off the bench. The bench is going to be huge today. If we can get bench contributions and our starters give anything worth a damn, then we can win this ball game today. But if we don't bring that energy and that effort, we're going to lose in hilarious fashion on ABC, which might as well be ESPN. And you know how well we do on ABC, ESPN broadcast games. Not great. It's going to be before the Super Bowl. So hopefully whoever you're rooting for in the Super Bowl wins if the Hawks fail today. But I'm calling this team out. It's on Trey Young. It's on Kevin Herter. It's on DeAndre Hunter. It's on Capella. It's on everybody who touches the floor today. They're going to have to have a team effort against this Boston Celtics team who are playing out of their mind. And they've closed the gap between seven and six right now, which is making it harder if the Hawks continue to falter down the stretch to try to get into that top eight, top seven, hopefully top six. They're five games back from the sixth place Toronto Raptors, who we have to see again. The Nets are, you know, tail spinning. They've lost 10 straight. The Hornets are three and seven in the last 10 games. We have an opportunity to catch them, but we got to win this game. We have to win most of our games down the stretch to keep this spot. Washington Withers are on our heels right now. They're two and eight in the last 10 games, and they're a game behind us. The Knicks are two games behind us. The Hawks cannot afford any more lethargic performances here on out. And that's that's the episode. That is it. That's all I got to say. They can't afford this. So you're going to have to guard Tatum. You're going to have to guard Jalen Brown. You're going to have to guard a three-point line. You're going to have to move the ball around, and it's going to have to be a team effort. Because if you don't get that, you're going to get embarrassed on national television once again and continue to hear fans say, we should have made a trade on trade deadline, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear that garbage. I don't want to see that crap on Twitter. I don't. That's on you, Hawks. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. I had to bring that energy. I had to bring that effort to Super Bowl Sunday. I'm Jack Joe Burr right now. But it's time for Ice Trey to cool things down for the Boston Celtics today. He's going to have to be huge. Huge. It's going to be a team effort. It. I'm, ex I'm excited to see how they respond. They have to respond after that terrible loss against the Spurs. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. I apologize for the little hiatus, had some technical difficulties with my equipment, but I'm back on road, like Gucci says. And happy belated birthday to the great Gucci man who turned 42 yesterday. But 
share this podcast with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, basketball enthusiasts, Atlanta sports fans. It doesn't matter. Put them onto the show. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That is at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself on Twitter, Brad Jarrett 67. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. I got to head to work, but I'm going to catch that Hawks game while at work, get paid to watch the Hawks play, and then Super Bowl Sunday. And hopefully the Bengals win, the Hawks win, and it's a happy Sunday for me. But we will see. The Hawks, this is on you. All eyes on you today. Before the Super Bowl, obviously. But all eyes in the Hawks Nation is on you to respond. Let's see if you answer the call today.